my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Hello, ladies, and welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. I am sending you all so much love today. Today's podcast episode is called The Sadness That's Going Around or The Sadness That Is feeling very common these days. I don't know exactly what I'm going to title it, but um, that's why I'm not going to start off with my normal. I hope you're doing well because my my guess is those who click on this podcast episode are going to be the ones that are not doing very well right now, are the ones who are feeling really low, discouraged, sad, regretful, alone, and you're really going through it. And we're going to hold space for that today. We're going to hold space for everything to not have to be okay. And for you to be able to feel what you need to feel. And my hope is in this episode, though we're going to be holding space for all of that, my hope is that it does give you some inspiration as well to move forward and to know that it will not always be this way, or at least that it doesn't have to always be this way. We're also going to give language to for you to not have to feel like things get better tomorrow. Because I think sometimes when people try to encourage us when we're feeling low and they use words like it'll get better, their urgency behind it, even though they're not telling you to get better, it feels like it. It feels like, okay, like, you know, see the positive, Um, change your mindset, um, you know it's going to get better in the future so you can start feeling better now. And I think there's times and place for that, but I feel like when we are mourning or when we're sad and we don't know why or we're sad and we do know why, there's space to feel those feelings as well. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. With the crazy heat waves we are experiencing this summer, especially here in Texas, it can be hard to stay fresh while you're out and about. And that's why I've incorporated the Honey Pot's foaming wash and wipes into my daily routine. The Cucumber Aloe Honey Pot wipes provide a quick refresh when I leave a day of errands and head to a girls' night with friends. If you're heading to an outdoor concert or festival, the Honey Pot wipes are a must to keep you fresh between the fun. Both the foaming wash and wipes are plant-derived, backed by science, dermatologist-approved, gynecologist approved, and hypoallergenic. Get 25% off your first order from thehoneypot.co slash summer. That's T-H-E-H-O-N-E. 
E-Y-P-O-T dot C-O slash summer to get 25% off your first order and join the hive today. So we, at the time I'm recording this, we are in holiday season and I couldn't put my finger on if what I was seeing and feeling was something that most people were seeing and feeling or if it was just myself and the people within my friend groups and people around in my family, like, am I making this up? And, you know, today I'm like, no, I think that this is something that's trending. I feel like that this is something that's in the water. And I know that seasonal affective disorder is real and it happens. And I know that for many of us, the holidays are triggers because of loved ones that are not here. Um, because of hopes and dreams that we wanted to have done that have not happened to things that we may have lost. And it feels like all that sadness feels a lot deeper this year. And I was talking with a friend and I don't think we have any deeper clarity on the why behind it. Outside of that, it just is. I mean, we can hypothesize and say we've spent two plus three years um, under COVID and felt the lapse of time. And this is the first year, depending on where you live in the States or beyond, where we've actually had a chance to regain our life. And so after the pausing of time and seeing where life is, for some of us, it can be really great. And for some of us, it's a reminder of what feels like the time lost what feels like what should have been of the doors and relationships have closed on uh, new holidays and experiences with people lost and not having holidays and experiences with the people that we yearn to have those experiences with. Um, Having this past year of being outside again and working really hard towards your goals, maybe not having those goals come to fruition the way that you wanted it to be. Maybe no matter what life cycle stage you're in, and this is I've seen this with people, whether they're in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, everyone's kind of doing this reflection and looking at their life and like, is this what I want? And this is, is this what I need? And I think many of us are just feeling sad. <laughs> There's no real rhyme or reason. You can sit and kind of try to think about it and try to figure out what it is so that you can find a solution, but I think that's okay too to feel sad and just not know why, to not always have to rush to have to fix something. So I am not immune to this. This has been a holiday season that I have felt really sad and, or I've really felt the sadness very recently. Um, Like it all kind of came to a head. And as y'all know, I'm someone who really, amps up on being positive and looking for the bright side and everything works out in your favor and all of that. And it just got really hard Um, and had crying spells and had moments where I was like, this sucks. (laughs) And um, just feeling all of that that I needed to feel. You know, this holiday season has even felt different. I have I've also said so much how much I love Christmas and the holidays, which I do, but it's almost felt as if there's a bit of a shadow over it. And again, this episode, I'm talking to the people who feel me in this way. If you are 
flying high and if you're feeling really great um i don't want this episode to be a bummer for you so you are totally free to click off or to send this to someone that you need but we're gonna we're gonna talk about it right now um but yeah it's felt like there's been kind of like a shadow over it and again i don't quite know the reason why specifically but here's what i Here's what came out as I was writing notes for what I wanted to share for today's episode. It, the sadness feels like, and you can disagree, the sadness feels like it's here for some type of clarity or maybe revelation or way to clear up confusion. And what do I mean by that? I mean, where sometimes sadness is about this heaviness and it's about feeling lost and feeling trapped and feeling like you don't have anywhere or nowhere to go. It feels like this sadness in this season is exposing a lot of things for many of us. Is exposing and showing us some areas, some places in our world, some feelings that we've been having, some thoughts we've been having about ourselves, ways that we have distanced ourselves from other people or been close to some, ways we may have given chances to people, old codependent patterns, old, again, avoidant patterns, um, and also that fork in the road. So when I was saying in the intro about ways that you felt like your life should have been, or perhaps could have been, and it not being that way, and you're at a fork in the road where it's like, okay, do I continue to do what I was doing before, or do I do something else? And I think the difference with this too, when it comes to the sadness, is instead of these big glaring, take the job, don't take the job, move to this city, don't move to this city, um, instead of a big action, the fork in the road is more about the internal decisions and the internal changes we may need to be looking at. So after this period of sadness, which direction are we going to choose? So let me, before I go there, because my, my gut is like, pause, <laughs> don't, you're moving too fast. Let me tell you what I would suggest as a support for you if you relate to feeling very sad right now for any of the things I've mentioned already, anything that I haven't. um, I didn't specifically say grief. I referenced people who are no longer with us, but that's absolutely people who may have passed away. Um, Friendships that that uncoupled, relationships that uncoupled. the partner that you have in your heart that has not yet manifested or shown up for you yet. Pets that are no longer here, children that were lost, children that you hope to hold. Any of those things, all of those things, those all have a place for you to feel the feelings around it. And so the first thing that I will would suggest for you to do, which is something that I've said and maybe 80% of this of these episodes on this podcast is to feel your feelings and in specific to cry if you need to. I think I have a hunch that many of us 
are really good at thinking about our feelings versus feeling our feelings. So we know that we're sad. We logically know that we're sad. We might even feel a little bit of sadness in our bodies. But as far as sitting with it and noticing where the sadness sits in your body and what comes up for you and letting the tears fall and letting it be a very ugly cry and then also the part B of that because some of us are able to do that. Take getting the energy with your ugly cry out of your head and not ruminate, not going back and forth in your head about all the things that are causing you and triggering you to feel sad. But noticing, okay, now this stuff that I'm thinking about, as I think about this, what am I feeling in my body? As I cry, as I think about this conversation that I didn't get to have, as I think about how I've been ousted by um, you know, these, these friend groups or this family group, as I think about this heartbreak, as I think about time lost, as I think about how I'm getting to an age where I don't think X is possible, as I think about this relationship that could have been, what am I feeling in my body as I cry? What is it that my body is needing to do right now? And letting yourself go there instead of shutting it off. So letting yourself, letting your fists clench, letting yourself double over and hold yourself instead of just thinking about doing it. Letting yourself grunt out loud if you need to. Letting yourself scream, letting yourself stretch your hands out to the sky and yell, why? Letting yourself um, grit your teeth, letting yourself allow your legs to shake, letting yourself get up and pace the room. Feeling those feelings all the way to completion instead of letting it stay in your head. Why? Because most likely if you're someone who thinks about your emotions instead of feeling your emotions, most likely you are thinking a lot about your sadness and coming up with solutions for your sadness and talking about your sadness for people with people and it's still trapped in your body. So it's not really helping. I want to repeat at this point that the goal for this episode is not to help you rush through your feelings because chances are if you relate to what I just said, you've already been doing enough solutions. So this is, this is not meant to be one more thing on your to-do list but a way for you to comfort and hold yourself during this hard time and this hard season. During this moment where it's like, this feels very untangible um, to me. I know that this sadness, that this hurt, that this regret, that this pain is here, but it's, it's almost like fog in front of me. Like I can see it, but if I try to hold on to it, my hand just goes right through it, right? And if you've been feeling kind of this fog, this is what I would encourage you to do to comfort yourself as you're going through this fog. And the thing about doing body work in this respect that doesn't have a solution attached to it other than to feel it in your body is so amazing how sometimes that is what your body needs because it needs the freedom to feel what it needs to feel so that it can process it and let it go if it decides to. If it's still there, that you can process some of it so that your head stops becoming more as cloudy as it is, so that you can show up at parties and events and not have to fake a smile the whole time because you got out some of that sadness fully through your body instead of it shutting down, you know, 
your body systems and causing stress in your back or in your neck or headaches or any and all the ways that stress shows up in our body. But again, here, y'all, I want to talk to you directly and let you know I'm so sorry that you are feeling so sad and so heavy right now. It is so discouraging um, and lonely when you're feeling a certain way and not only you can't, you don't quite know why, but you don't really know how to stop it or more so you don't even know if you feel as if you have a right to feel that way. You know, one of the things that I had to burst through myself and take taking the things that I tell y'all is, you know, at, there was one point in my waves of like roller coaster and everything that I was like, I feel so lonely. And I did the thing that we do sometimes where we're like, you shouldn't feel lonely. You have this and this and this and this and this. And that didn't help me. That that berating, that criticizing did not help me feel any relief. It only made me feel more bad. <laughs> it made me feel worser. <laughs> it did not it didn't help me feel relief or self-compassion or self-acceptance. That wasn't that voice. Um that voice of encouragement, the voice of criticism, self-criticism can sometimes be mislabeled as encouragement until we catch it and we start to learn what the voice of encouragement and motivation and self-love and self-acceptance looks like. Those voices don't degrade us. They don't berate us. They don't condemn us. They only hold. They are safe. They're secure. And they comfort and they uplift. That is the voice of love and connection. Um, And we can have that same love and connection for ourselves. So how did I get to a place of where I could acknowledge all this stuff that the critical voice was trying to tell me you shouldn't feel this way you have? I had to cry, y'all. I had to cry. I had to do the ugly cry. I had to feel it all the way in my body. I had to feel it for as long as I needed to feel it without trying to rush myself through it and say, oh, that's enough. That's enough. You know, God's got you, you know, this, that, whatever. Mm -mm. I had to go and feel it until I couldn't feel it anymore or until I needed to take a breath, right? Um, Literally, like, take a breath. And I noticed whenever that breath came, there was a reset. And then the same, what I was trying to do before, the gratitude, that's because that's what it actually was. I was trying to do a gratitude practice, but only felt like I was trying to gaslight myself. Once I was able to feel my feelings, the gratitude practice actually took hold. I was actually able to write down the things that I have, the people that I have, what I have going for me, all the abundance of blessings that I have. And I was like, hold up. I have so much and it felt real it didn't feel like I was like look you know be grateful for for what you have it was like I'm grateful for what I have like I don't know if like the the difference in the tone that I want to have is communicating clearly when I say that but I could it was it was rich and it was real and I started smiling and I started laughing and I was like oh I'm I'm okay I'm okay and I'm going to be okay. There was still some sadness. It wasn't um, 
100% because like I said, I feel like the sadness is really an exposing sadness for many of us. It's like going, keep going along with this fog metaphor. It's almost like many of us who are feeling this way, we have this mirror in front of us. We've been in a in the bathroom where the mirror has been fogged up and we are wiping away the fog to see what what's here, to see ourselves again, to see ourselves anew after everything has been cloudy and warm and muggy for so long. And, you know, the thing, the thing about saunas is saunas are really great because they detoxify, but they're also pretty uncomfortable. If you're not used to the heat, if you're not used to that humidity, if you're not used to sitting and tolerating that, it can feel like, is this even worth what's on the other side of it? And for those who are sonic. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. As our country continues to grow and make new meaning of the intersection between current and historical events, it is so important to stay connected to the voices and the leaders who are influencing what progress, connection, equality, and truth mean to us as Black people. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection from some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. When healing from an intimacy disorder, one of the first things you have to do right after getting clear on your patterns of addictive behaviors, avoiding behaviors, and living in deprivation is clearing out the roots that caused it, clearing out the experiences, the traumas, the narratives that have kept you stuck all of these years. In my signature coaching program, The Recovery School, you have the opportunity to reveal the sources of low self-worth, to learn about how old roles in your family have resulted in codependency, shutting down, and not letting others in, and also to learn how to talk to and connect to your inner child in a way that is soothing and healing. This is the next step to reframing the old stories that have plagued you for years to evolve to being a healed and loved woman and having access to the love and the relationships and self-worth that you've always wanted. Learn more and get started by going to therecoveryschool.com. Again, that is therecoveryschool.com. Lovers, you will say that it is. So my hope in me saying this, I'm hoping that I'm saying this for someone who needs it, for someone who connects to this. My hope is that the sadness that you're feeling is not the type of sadness that just automatically disappears 
when spring comes and it's like, okay, well, I guess I'll see you next year. Like, I don't know why you came and for what purpose, but sucks to suck. And I guess, you know, I guess I'll just enjoy this while I can until it gets cold and gray next year. No, I, my hope is that this sadness is really going to help us make this next year or this next season for those who don't like to operate off of new year, new me mentality. But with this next stage that you're in, I hope that you use this for direction towards your purpose. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. So looking at this crossroads that I mentioned before now, bringing it back. This crossroads is really about all the things that have been making you feel less than ideal, whether it's a set of people, whether it's a set of circumstances, whether it's how you talk to yourself and how you feel about yourselves. For me, my season has been ways I've been limiting myself, myself, ways that I have been continually exposed to me for ways that I've been playing it safe in almost every area of my life um, and going with what's comfortable and going with, what, with what's familiar. And I've outgrown a lot of it. Some things that I want is tapping into, tapping into that part of me that's like, not only is it possible, but is it possible for me? Is it possible for someone like me? It's probably closer to the phrase. Um, going into deeper levels of spirituality and God. Going into deeper levels of love. And I've, and I've said this before. Sometimes the good things are the most terrifying because they're risky. Because when you're learning, the, the more you grow, the more you realize you are not in control. <laughs> And the more you realize for you to actually get everything you want, it means to surrender more and more. And for those of us who are very used to being in control and used to operating in that place, it can be very scary. So for me, my crossroads looks like, okay, Sheena, are you going to continue to try to play it comfortable and get all of these things that are coming along with it? All of whatever dissatisfaction or dead ends or... um, Just really selling yourself short is what I have been told, not only by um, my friends and my therapists and people who've come into my life and, um, you know, me and my spiritual connections. Like it just all 
all this like you're selling yourself short in these ways are you going to keep doing that because it's what you know how to do and are you going to keep hiding or are you going to step into this and to step into this what i was going to say earlier is it's not as simple as we'll do this or in my real world post this and do that it really is you have to do the work instead of you choosing these negative thoughts or you choosing these negative beliefs you're going to have to start choosing these thoughts and you're going to have to start feeling it and believing it wholeheartedly. You're going to have to stop allowing yourself to be taken over by these negative emotions. Because I've said, I say this to my students all the time. At some point when it comes to, you know, you, you've done enough therapy, you've done the, our coaching program, you've done all this stuff. At some point, there's, it's not about what you know, what you don't know. It's about habit. And a lot of times we create destruction, not because we don't quite know what the root is yet or not because we don't really have the solution, but because it's so easy and familiar. We have muscle memory to choose the lower vibration, to choose the, the, the thing that doesn't fulfill us because we've been doing it our whole lives. And so trusting, having faith, having hope, having belief, that's scary. That's risky. That's unfamiliar. And I've said it before that when it comes to changing changing your life and changing how you see things, um, even when it's towards something good, there's a mourning that comes along with it. Whenever you're saying goodbye to anything, even if it's something that has been causing you causing you sickness, whether that's spiritual sickness, emotional sickness, physical sickness, your life has built around, been built around it in a way. So it has been a companion. And so letting go of it, there is sadness that comes up. There is fear that comes up. There is a part of you that kind of like wants to grapple and try to find something to hold on to, even if it's that old thing, because it's what you've, you've had. And um, I can't speak for y'all. And if anyone who's is connecting to this, but for me, staying where... I used to be, even though it was a beautiful beautiful place and time for me before, I've outgrown it so much that it's scarier for me to stay there than to go forward. To go forward means to believe big, to think big. Um, <laughs> uh, that TikTok came to mind, of course. You're thinking big, bitch. Um, for those of you who don't get that joke, y'all, I just... I just my hope is that you get to be, speak TikTok one day, um, even if it's just for a little bit. Um, but it is when you ha- when there are core beliefs, your co- I'll say this. As you heal, I've said this before, that your core beliefs, you you strip them down. You know, they, they get they get smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. But that doesn't mean that the next level does not bring up the same amount of anxiety or really, really God, this one or really self, really spirit, really universe, really tree, really grandma, like who, whatever or whoever or whatever it is that you're connected to. Um but that anxiety of like, really, like, this is me? I don't know. Like, I need more evidence that this is the next step. And I think as you heal, your ability to see that you've hit, like, the end of 
the road for where you've currently been and now it's time for you to move forward, I think that's what comes quicker. I think your ability to see that and not live in the stress and the struggle for so long happens quicker. And you also have the skills to help you move forward, but it doesn't take away the fear of believing that you're enough is what I really want to say. I think it's easy to, even though there's pain, hear me when I say this, I think it can be easier to believe and accept defeat and accept that what you want and who you think you are and what you think you're called to is just outside of your reach and to stay just below it. That's been my MO. I think some people quit altogether. And for someone like me, I have learned very well how to stay just below the radar how to be just high enough to where it's, oh, okay, this is nice, and just low enough before um, I can get in any real danger. And no, it is, that is no longer aligned with who I am. Um, But that does mean that for me, this fork in the road is not only thinking differently, but also stepping differently, walking differently, walking with head high, shoulders back, spine straight, heels on (laughs) without looking around and asking someone, hey, is it okay if I step forward? We're just doing it because it's, it's it's my space to take up. And let me say again that that is what came up for me. Part of the concern that I have with posting today's episode is... For me, it ended up being something that was absolutely challenging, but also something that was very hopeful. And I know that there are so many reasons why so many of us are feeling sad this holiday season, whether it is the grief, whether it is loneliness, whether it is seasonal affective disorder, whether it is depression that you have been struggling with struggling with the whole year, and this isn't um, a temporary thing. There are so many reasons. So I did not want to share something that might invalidate what the very real experiences that many, many are, are having right now. And in the case that there was someone who needed to hear this though, I just wanted to share it. And if, if nothing else to give access to another perspective or perhaps set of tools that can help you with this season, especially if it is either contrary to how you normally feel or it is how you have felt a lot and you're looking for something else to do to help you walk through it. And in so many areas of my life, I was telling this to somebody as I was talking about like a different place that I re- that I found out that I was selling myself short and um, not asking for everything that I could or um, that I want. I was like, damn, like, is this everywhere? <laughs> and that's usually how, that's why I say wherever you go, there you are. And why I talk about when I, when I teach here, I talk about whatever your entry point to healing is, is great because you, you change one area of your life, you end up changing them all. So if you come in to work on your relationships, that's going to expose so many ways that you have been thinking and viewing yourself and things that have happened in your family and things that are happening in your friendships and things that happen or are not happening in your career. It's all interconnected. So wherever you start, the only way for you to move forward in one area is to help you move forward in all other areas. 
I think that's always one of my favorite parts about the recovery school program because women will say every people will say to me like clockwork I I came to this program to help my relationship or to help my marriage and what I got was so much more um I wanted to learn how to date but I found myself I I'm like yeah of course there's no it's impossible to not do that it's impossible to not have your life change when you're actually working through these things so if to this point you have resonated with I feel the sadness it feels like a fog it feels like something that I can see but I just can't touch it feels like it's overlaying and um it resonates that some things may be being exposed. Maybe you don't, it's not even required that you know what those things are. You don't have to know what they are. But just to know that that could be what's happening hopefully can give you a little bit of optimism or hope in knowing that perhaps things will be clear, clearer for you on the other side of this. Um, that this is not evidence of how it's always going to be. That this is not evidence that this is all there is to life. You know, you had a whole year to rebuild your life or do something different or to make connections and, and here you are. Or you had the best year of your life and you still feel this way. I... It feels like there's something else going on for us, y'all. And I could be wrong. But for those who may feel the way that I'm feeling right now, I just wanted to share it in case it's helpful. So to recap what I shared, allow yourself to cry and feel all the feelings that the sadness brings up, including rage, including anger, including frustration, including betrayal. Don't censor it. Don't try to get very quickly to the happy ending and the solution in your mind. Go back and re-listen to this episode where I was guiding you through what this looks like working working with it in your body versus through your mind in hopes that getting it out of your body and getting out of your nervous system will provide some relief. And after that, see if you're more open to doing the, the skills or the tools that you may have at your disposal that haven't been working up until now because your body has been so heavy with it um and if you relate to seeing some things where you're kind of at that crux where it's like okay do I keep doing what I've been doing do I keep believing what I've been believing do I keep holding grudges do I keep um counting score do I keep being negative do I keep being judgmental do I keep holding on to this attitude or whatever it is that has come up for you? Or do I attempt to do something completely different or hope and believe in myself in a completely different way to believe that I am, that in this next stage, in this next chapter, I can actually be where I thought I was supposed to be five chapters from now. Do I actually have to go at a snail's pace through life? Or is it possible that I could move quantum speed and um, quantum distance by changing how I feel about myself, by doing this internal work? And also, am I open to hoping for that and believing for that? And maybe not. Maybe, maybe 
it's not all that for y'all. <laughs> but if it is, I just, again, I wanted to share it here. You are totally free to during the season two to just feel what you need to feel, to not follow these steps. Uh, talk to your therapist, talk to your friends, journal, not talk to anybody if you don't want to. Um, but I hope that you do. And I hope that you do not hang on to this and try to do it on your own. I can tell you for me, walking through the ups and downs of sadness with my friends and telling them about it and having them hold space for me and me hold space for them has been the most comforting thing through all of this. And I wish the same for you. So that's all I got for this week's episode, y'all. Again, I'm sending you so much love. If you would like to work together to build skills to help you during these seasons, to feel, to figure out what is underneath these things, to move forward, to build this next version of you or to step into this next version without that fear, without that anxiety, to build the relationships that support that and to learn how to do this without the shame and the guilt and the fear and knowing that feeling in addition to knowing that you're a different woman. I would love to have you in our recovery school program. You can go to therecoveryschool.com and enroll and we can be working together in 2023 and feel the beauty of being supported by the other women in the program and your peers and would love to help you get that clarity and feel that confidence and feel that relief within our school. That's it for now, y'all. I will see you in the next episode. I'm sending you all so much love, comfort, and hugs. And if this is an important holiday for you, I do want to wish you the merriest of Christmas. With love, take care of yourselves. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.